Ahoy, mateys, it's your old pal Shipwreck here, reminding you to make sure you tune in to the Heavyweight Chumps every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Central, on Radio Memphis. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe! episode of Earth Nerds Are Cheesy. I'm your host, Maddox. And if you don't know it by now, I'm a nerd. And I'm the co-host, Kate Kevlar. Kate, say it twice, Kevlar Kate. What are you, you Bond, James Bond now? (laughs) You ruined my moment, but yeah, uh, I'm a nerd too, because I'm Kate Kevlar Kate. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, it's been so long since we've recorded (laughs) Oh god, technical issues have been resolved There's a new brain for the studio And it's not me, thank god (laughs) (laughs) And I've been sick too So we know we've had illnesses We had the snow that shut us down We had tornadoes uh, Terrible weather It looks like we're fixing to get more of it today I hope not, I hope it's all gone (laughs) See, it hasn't even hit us Really? Yeah, it hadn't oh, even gotten here. Boo. Yeah. I'm trying to decide where I want to start here. And the first thing I have to start with is that I have to agree my co-host is a nerd after certain things that she posted on social media yesterday. You know what? She I was trying to adore. be such a total <laughs> basic white woman. It was not even funny. I mean, I tried to get... The basic look. I was like, I don't even know. I actually had somebody pick out that outfit for me. They're like, oh, you would look so cute in this. I'm like, okay, sure. So I hopped over to Marshall's with her. We She picked out some outfits. And that was one of the ones that came out. So, yeah, I was trying to, I was making fun of myself for looking, you know, kind of basic with the dark jeans and the boots and the striped shirt. But, y'all, that shirt was so big. Oh my God, I had to wear a camisole underneath. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's like, it's almost basic, but she's wearing a cami, so it's not, because most basics wouldn't have the decency to do that. I just, I'm old, and I actually care what I look like, and I I care about the the image that I give off, and I, I was trying, I was, again, I was trying to make fun of myself, and I almost put, am I doing the basic right? So... I'm glad I didn't put that because it just made me look even more stupid. And that's kind of what I was going for, but I didn't. So I still kind of look a little bit cool. I still say you were missing the pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like pumpkin spice lattes. And one more thing. You were also (laughs) missing the boots with the fur. Uh, Well, it's it's way too hot for boots with fur. Way too hot. You're not telling me anything I don't already know. (laughs) It, It. I think yesterday it almost got to 80 degrees and it's only March. Yeah. And what, three weeks ago or a little over three weeks ago, we had an almost a foot of snow. Yeah. Excuse me, mother nature, please stop doing meth. (laughs) We're tired of your, or for God's sake, please go to the doctor and get medicated. We're tired of your bipolar ass. Uh Uh-huh. Um, 
it's sad that something that came across the screens today, and I, I have to start with this because I was a huge fan of this woman. Oh. Uh, Jessica Walter. Yes. Rest in heaven, honey. Most are going to remember her from Arrested Development or Archer. Yes. But my first memory of her was voicing Fran on Dinosaurs. Oh, yes. She, She has a lot of amazing voiceover work. She does. And she did some work on the live action reboot of 90210 that came out in the 2000s early 2000s so uh she's kind of been on our screens now a lot especially as it seems like her career got better as she got older i think as people drop out of acting that there are roles to fill for people who have experience and stay in it right and plus she's pretty amazing anyway oh yeah i mean her role on arrested development for God's sake, that woman was a bitch. <laughs> I loved her, but that woman was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I understand there's something revolving around a movie that we recently discussed on a previous episode that you wanted to bring up. Yes. Oh, I was so excited. If y'all remember, we were able to review the last starfighter and now it appears that there has been a release of a concept art kind of film or like like a sneak peek of what a sequel would look like. So if you have a chance to look for The Last Starfighters with the plural, I would do it because the just even looking at the art, it's, it's not anything live action. It's just pictures of this concept art, beautifully drawn, put together with great music. They did a fantastic job of putting together this little sneak peek. So go watch it if you can. Last Starfighter nerds. Well, here's the question question I have. Uh, Because the original centered so much around the game, the the video game being the testing for for getting into the Starfighter program, Mm -hmm. what is it now? Like a World of Warcraft downloadable game or something? Because they're going to have to upgrade this stuff big time. They are going to have to upgrade it, and I don't know. So I think it could make for any... I always thought it had a potential for a sequel. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what especially the special effects could look like. Oh my goodness, the special effects nowadays would be so amazing because it was... It's very cheesy. It's cheesy, but it's still it was it's still one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Yes, agreed. I mean, do you know how many how much money I spent playing like Star Commander and things like that in the arcade, <laughs> hoping someday somebody'd show up and say, "Hey, we're putting you in the military in space." <laughs> yeah. Although I was even a, a chunky kid, a so they probably didn't have them. They probably didn't have a space suit to fit my. They didn't have them in Husky back then. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my goodness! No. <laughs> nope. 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 And speaking of uniforms, folks. Ooh, finally getting into it. It is a it is a week of uniforms on this show. Because we're going to military training films. Yes, I'm very excited about these films. And we picked three of, two of these three are two of my favorite 
comedies, guilty pleasures <laughs> of all time. The third, I loved the TV series it was based on, but had never seen the movie. Yep. So we're going to start with a movie by the name of Private Benjamin from 1980. We're going to move from Private Benjamin, and we're going to deal, well, with Damon Wayans <laughs> and Major Pain. Major Pain. And from there, well, it's in the Navy because we're going all the way down Periscope. That was so cheesy. Like, I just, I, I am in awe of the cheesiness in that entire thing right there. I, I bow down to your cheesiness today. It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let, <laughs> let's kick this off. All right, like I said, with Private Benjamin, I wasn't familiar with the film. I mm -hmm. knew of the character of Judy Benjamin, of course, um, yes. and even even the the you know the kind of bitchy, not drill sergeant, but the commanding officer who actually did some time on the TV series. Uh, but. Going back and putting this in, or putting it on, on, oddly enough, it's available on HBO Max if you have it and you haven't seen it. Uh, it is a hilarious film, but man, is it cheesy. Oh, it's so cheesy, but, well, we'll get into it. I, I had some issues with it. The biggest issue I have is that Albert Brooks got into Goldie Hawn and died. <laughs> My biggest issue was it seemed like two different movies. Well, it, it it did because it was like the military portion is its own film and then everything otherwise is, an, is its own movie. Right. So. But you could say the same thing could be the same thing could also be said about Full Metal Jacket. Well, true. Because if you cut but, if, you, if you turn Full Metal Jacket off right at the end of boot camp, you finished a movie and then you start back up with the war and it's a completely different separate piece. So. Yeah, but the name is Private Benjamin, so it should have been her along with her entire military career, but it wasn't. It was her military career. She decided she didn't want to do it, and then it kept going, and I was like, wait, no, wait, huh? And then confused. what did she end up doing? Shopping for the military. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally 80s approach to how a woman would be treated in the military. But, no, oh, at the very end, she even gave up that job. She gave up that job at the end. Before right. she was going to get married. It was either you keep this job or in, in stay or in the military or you the leave raid. the military. Yeah, you either, right. go, you either pick him or us. And, uh, and, you know, honestly, I didn't trust Henri when we met him. Oh, I didn't either. He had such issues with that rug and the carpet. I knew as soon as, as he came on the screen. I was like, oh. But then oh, he wanted, oh, uh, wanting him to change his hair to match the girl that was walking down the street. Mm -mm. I was like, this dude's got a set of nuts on him. <laughs> well, he's a major manipulator. Yeah. And she went along with it because she didn't, she kind of fell back into the pattern. Okay. Well, we, I'm sorry. When we first meet Judy Benjamin, she is a traditional Jewish princess, not Druish, Jewish. <laughs> yes and she is a basically a mouse she's a doormat she does whatever 
her family says, her father says, a man says. She has major daddy issues because even on her wedding night, she went to go talk to her dad, and he just kind of dismissed her and was like, okay. Yeah, you know, it's like, I'm okay, uh, hey, Peanut, hand me a cigarette. Yeah. Hey, Peanut, hand me a lighter. And the damn cigarette and, uh, cigarette and matches were on the table he was sitting at. Yeah. That made me so mad. I'm like, you can't reach your lazy ass across the table. No, <laughs> because in, in that mindset of that, that man, that father, that it, it, it translated into her husband and also her next husband or almost husband. And probably that, the one that died that beforehand. Probably the, probably the one she was only married to for like six weeks that we didn't hear much about. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I'm going to control you. I'm in charge. I'm, it's not type A. It's just type A hole. Well, every woman has a type. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. mean, some women always say assholes are the ones that get the women. Mm. Uh, but As the one guy that wasn't an asshole when I was trying to date, I never understood that. Now that I'm married and have become one, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the night after, I mean, you know, she gets married and the guy dies while they're having sex and it just completely tears her up because now she's, it did not tear her up. It only lasted like a minute and a half. No, it, it tore up her identity because her identity was so focused on, I am this man's well, Yeah, husband. but I mean, I, the part that would have gotten me was having a dead man on top of me. That would have freaked me out to no end. They would have had to put me in a mental hospital. I, I'm sure it freaked her out, but that's not, I, as I read it, that is not what got her. It was her identity as a wife, as a socialite, as someone who finally had all of her dreams coming true and they just came crashing down and that's why she was vulnerable and that's how the military got her and it was her mother that got sent to the loot and almost got sent to the loony bin over the whole situation because they were talking about her mother having a a nervous breakdown over the wedding i was like what the hell yeah because everyone around her was so selfish and it's very unfortunate because there's a lot of people out there that will take other people's pain and use it as their own as a as a as a woman and a potential mm-hmm. at some point bride to be again let me ask you this question mm-hmm. if on your wedding day your husband in the middle of the reception were to leave to take a business call what would your reaction have been <laughs> That'd have been nope. Bye. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, uh-uh, uh. We're not bringing our cell phones to the reception. No. And again, that just goes to show she's caught up in the label. Right. Um, and, she, and nobody cared about her. And she didn't. Really, I mean, she she probably cared about the husband, but she cared more about the label and being called his wife. Than she did anything else. And then she got hornswoggled by a recruiter. Oh, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton. And I've got a buddy that's a recruiter, and I'm going to have to talk to him and see if he's ever done this. <laughs> um, it's You have Harry Dean Stanton there. Let's talk about the supporting cast. 
Oh, yes. Harry Dean Stanton, Hal mm-hmm. Williams as the drill instructor. Yes. Some of you may not know the name, but you know him. If you ever watched Sanford and Son, he was the cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever watched a little series on NBC called 227, he was Marla Gibbs's husband. Yep. And he is, I thought they could have done more with his part. Probably. But I, again, they were still focused on that. There was just some unnecessary stuff that they focused on with Goldie Hawn, I guess, right. because, you know, she is a star. There's a lot of stuff they could have taken out to making it, make it a better film. I think so too. And then you also have to look at the fact we have Craig T. Nelson in this film. <laughs> Yes. I was so excited when Craig T. Nelson showed up. I'm like, holy shit, it's Coach. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach turned out to be a horn dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, in real life? <laughs> no, 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 on the movie. Oh, okay. But Goldie, I mean, excuse me, Private Judy Benjamin went through hell. Yeah. I mean, her daddy clearly has taken care of so many things for her during her day. He even tried to get her out and, and almost succeeded in having her kicked out of the army. Yeah. But when he said, I'm sorry, honey, you're incapable of making your own decisions. That's what gave her the defining moment. That was. That was that her. Was oh, yeah. Well, fuck you moment. <laughs> I'm not going to say it like that, but that was her. You know what? I'm going to prove you wrong moment. It was that moment that she's like, everyone's taking care of me. I can take care of myself. I'm going to do this for myself. That was her taking charge, owning who she is. And I loved it. I was like, yes, honey, finally speak up. And then she was good for a little while. And she beat off a potential rapist. Good for her. Wait, 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 wait. She uh, defended herself against a potential racist. The way you put it could be misconstrued a completely different way. Rapist? Oh, I said, okay. Okay. But you also have to look at the whole, what I, one of my favorite scenes in the entire film is when they catch the commanding officer for the red team and the girl from the blue team that was such a, that was the kiss ass. Oh, yes. And they catch catch them in the, in the bed together. I'm like, oh, hell. (laughs) During the training exercises. I'm sure he was training, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they didn't give him the clothes back until after everybody. Right. Because he was trying to dig under the Jeep at the end of the, the, end of the exercises. <laughs> yep. But it was, this is such a great female. And, and Goldie really flexes her muscle here as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, this is one of the first times in looking at a Goldie Hawn film, aside from maybe overboard that I can look at her and actually see she looks a lot like Kate Hudson back in those days. Oh, you're right. She looks a lot like her daughter back then. Yeah. Now. Oh God. She's had too much work done. Yeah. Uh, But this was a fantastic, hilarious way to spend an hour and a half. (laughs) It really was. And I love that all the female characters were really fleshed out and all the men were shallow and they were stereotyped. I love that. Oh God. They, every damn one of them. 
uh-huh every single male was stereotype and i was like mm, yep uh-huh yep uh-huh <laughs> this is the movie i will now call kevlar kate's revenge for all the shit i've made her watch where the women look like they're the putzes of the film <laughs> it really is a good moment of realization in the movie i i think it was did um, it make you want to join the military no. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that too fast? I'm sorry. No. That's, a, that's, no. A, that's not just a no. That's a hell no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love people who are in the military, but I would not be in the military myself. I support the military, but you don't want me in there. If I'm your last <laughs> line of defense, we're screwed. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. be honest about it. Uh, but the very last scene, it was just, it really it kind of fit with the rest of the movie, but it kind of didn't. She's walked out of her wedding to Henri, the super jerk. The French, the, the French, red, the French, what was he called? Uh, they called him a red, the, the, the French commie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but walks out in her wedding dress and is just like, dancing and waltzing down this really long dirt road. And it just, it lasted the entire credit scene. And it, it kind of made sense as in, yeah, she's empowering herself and she finally made a, she's good found point. her own freedom, but it was also like, huh? What is this? <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. Uh, this was a, in a way to its, to detract from the film just slightly. It really was too much about a woman trying to find, trying to, well, it was more about a woman that seemed like she needed a man to survive. Right. And that was her, she, she felt that's the way her character grew up. And I think it's also about breaking that social norm of you don't have to have a man take care of you. You don't have to be the wife. You don't have to do all these things that society expects. Surprise, Private Benjamin. You were still taken care of by a man, and his name was Uncle Sam. <laughs> Just Very saying. True. Now, yeah. we go from yeah. Private Benjamin. <laughs> from one stereotype to another. <laughs> to major pain. I love this movie. This movie would not be made today because it is way past PC. Oh, it was past PC back then, but it's still funny. Um, it, it is funny. <laughs> uh, I, Damon Wayans is one of my favorite comedic actors, and this is quite possibly my favorite role he's ever done. Um, I have occasionally walked up to people that are, oh, you're worried about getting a shot. You want me to take your mind off of that? <laughs> and I'll get their fingers and then they'll just look at me and go, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's, this, this movie was so crazy. I mean, you've got a decorated special forces guy who. My my favorite line when they go to let him out of the army is, it got to be somebody needs some killing. 
Yeah. He said, nope. You've killed you them all. all. You've killed them all. So he ends up being relegated to a post that gets him back into the military as the commanding officer of an ROTC unit at a private school. <laughs> a private school that is, by the way, run by Clark's uncle from Christmas Vacation. Oh, I love that guy. And then he just kept playing with those bugs. And I was like, oh, I'm here to talk to you about your ROTC. Who? Oh, the green boys. The I call them the boys. green boys. <laughs> I can't see them. <laughs> he plays the, the scatterbrained older man so well oh my god that, he does that's a, that's a great character for him like he he just grabbed onto that character and he plays him in several different movies and it's perfect and if i'm not mistaken this may have been the first time in a film where you actually saw karen parsons or hillary banks from the fresh prince of bel-air playing against what was normally her type i think so too because honestly, I don't blew, remember her with a lot of stuff. No, she blew me away in this flick. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you have to deal with the way the way he trains these kids and the way these <laughs> kids react to him. <laughs> I mean, he he treats these kids like a true military squadron. Oh yeah, and he puts them through the training, buries them at one point up to their necks in mud, and sprays water all over them. Uh, you know, it, it just, he was just rough on these kids and yep. it was it, <laughs> borderline physical abuse. Oh, definitely. But then you have to look at what they did to try to get back with him. <laughs> uh, number one, they put the bald headed fat kid in a dress because he had bigger boobs. <laughs> I was offended. Oh, um, Number two, and quite possibly one of my favorite scenes, because guys love a good fart joke, the laxative ice, icing on the cupcake. Yep. And he eats that entire cupcake in like three bites, and then all of a sudden, and the guy just, the kid walking past him just collapses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like a gas attack. It was, it was chemical warfare. <laughs> <laughs> And the 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 way he talked to the to the deaf kid. Oh my goodness! I put oh my gosh! Like I I have that. Like he oh my his treatment of this 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 hearing impaired child. Do you speak sign language? Yes, sir. Next time, if you don't respond to me, I'm gonna put my foot in your ass. Do you understand me? I'm like, how are they doing that? You couldn't get no way, no way Mm -mm. in hell that would fly right now. Nope. Although to me, that wasn't as funny as what he did to the blind kid at the end. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Major Payne really has a thing for uh, shaping. Heads. People's heads. Junior, go on up to the house and tell your mama to send over my good shears. <laughs> but this movie is... And, and for the wrestling fans out there, and there probably are a few of you, this is Bam Bam Bigelow in his act, one of his first acting roles as the one the kids hired to beat up Major Payne. 
soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, he's about to get, he's about to die. He got his he's about to die. He got his butt kicked with a quickness. <laughs> <laughs> but after they hired him, I love that the kid um, who, who was, yes, I love that he took responsibility. That he took responsibility. And the fact that he took responsibility is, I think, why Major Payne stood up for him mm-hmm. during Parents Weekend when his stepfather showed up. Played by Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons. Yeah. Quite possibly one of the biggest assholes ever in a short moment in film. <laughs> Very true. But he was the quintessential stepdad the kid didn't want around. Yeah. And the fact that Major Payne stepped up, that's when you knew, okay, he really does still, he actually cares about these kids. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, okay, he cares about these kids in a couple of moments. Uh, number one, when he kills Tiger's Closet. <laughs> that was so funny. He, he, he uh, ain't nothing in there no more. And if he is, he ain't happy. <laughs> yeah, he took care of that thing with extreme prejudice. And I will never read the, 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 the little engine that could the same way again. That was, I don't even know what kind of mess. Charlie was coming from everywhere and chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, choo, choo. <laughs> no, no. The, the writer who wrote that messed up. So messed up. Uh-uh. This is it's, it's an absurd film, but it's so much fun. Yeah, um, it was because you know what, Major Payne was himself throughout the entire movie. He yes. didn't change. Yeah, you know, he grew a little bit, but he still kept his personality. He didn't fake anything. He didn't try to be anybody. He still got the girl. He still got kissed. He still got the respect. And he got to do a badass version of the robot. Yeah, and he had a whole dance montage. (laughs) I will tell you this. Boy, he could shovel down some food. (laughs) Yes. He could eat fast. But uh, you deal with the the, the dance scene with him. You finally got to see a little bit of his personality. And then towards the end, when you when the kids finally do win the spoiler alert, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. logical to give a spoiler alert on a movie that's over twenty five years old, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> you actually have a <laughs> when they win the military games, and he shows up when they're in the damn near at the end of the finals. Yeah, and, when they're getting in fights and stuff. Yeah, and Tiger takes over calling it, and that little kid stole the damn scene. Ah, uh, he was so cute doing his Michael Jackson impression. He, so cute. That, that whole thing, though, they had so much fun. It looked like with that scene, those kids all did a great job. Uh, quite frankly, I'm glad they got rid of the asshole that was the uh, cadet leader at the beginning. <laughs> well, that's because he went to the other side that started the fight. But I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yep. God, he was such a jerk. Yes, he was. But also at the end, the um, the skill that it took the the one cadet to do the rifle blindfolded. Right. Amazing. Right. And then we go from there 
to Major Payne meeting his recruits for the following semester. Yes. Mwahaha. And a German shepherd comes running up and a kid whistles and he comes up, sits there and he goes, why, who does this dog belong to? And he goes, it's my dog, sir. And a guy down the other side goes, he's blind, sir. What would anybody want with a blind dog? (laughs) 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 And then of course they all end up bald again. Yep. I was hope I hoped for so many years that we may get a sequel to this film, and unfortunately, we never did. No, we, we I, did see the character return for a minute for some like one eight hundred collect commercials or something like that. Yeah, but that was as far as it ever got. Um that that means it's time for us to go for a swim. Oh boy, it's time to go to the Navy. It's time to talk about a man with a weenie tattoo. That says, welcome aboard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you take lead here. Go ahead. (laughs) Down Periscope from 1996 has one of the best cast, like comedic cast that of a film that we have watched to date, really. But I mean, besides, well. We did watch some, you know, The Great Outdoors, but this is a more um, current Right. Uh, you had, you, and oddly enough, Rip Torn turning up again. Oh, I love Rip Torn. He's the best. I mean, especially turning up this soon after we had just done the Beastmaster film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you have Rip Torn. You have Kelsey Grammer, who I could watch read a phone book. There are a few actors that I feel that way about. He's one of them. I can't wait mm-hmm. for the uh, new version of Frasier that's in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. oh, my goodness. I just realized Henry Dean Stanton is in this movie, too. Harry Dean Stanton plays the uh, engine mechanic down in the in the engine room on the sub. Yeah, and he was also in that in uh, Private Benjamin. Right. I didn't even make that connection. Right. Uh, see, this is why we bookended this way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you also have, I mean, gosh, uh, the 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 one female on the ship, <laughs> Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly, who at this point I didn't know from anything other than a little TV show called Picket Fences. Yeah. Um, which I wish they would put on demand. I'd love to watch that show again. It was so weird. <laughs> um, but you've also got William H. Macy in this. William H. Macy, Macy Harlan Williams, <laughs> Patton Oswalt. Pat, although he's only in it like one scene, but yeah, I know. But I was like, it's Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt in, in one of his earlier role, earliest roles, actually. Um, and I swear up and down, I'll, I thought for years that the guy playing Stepanic was Joe Rogan. No, I did. I, I thought for years that was Rogan, but it was not. Nope. Um, but this movie is one of those that with, I, I got it one day on a whim. I rented it. Yeah. This is back when you had to walk into a store kids. <laughs> and, um, I remember renting it and going home and watching. I must've watched it four or five times before I took it back because every time I would notice something else, it would make me laugh. Uh, yeah. the, 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 for one, 
Admiral what's his nuts is on the walk for you, sir. And then he wins the tickets. <laughs> and the cook, the, the the cook whose name I cannot remember. Buckman, I can never remember his name. Buckman, if you ever watched a TV series on Fox back in the day called Inside Herman's Head. Oh, wow. He was a regular on that show. Yeah, he was. I didn't even remember him from that show. And of course, wow. you also had we also had uh, John Schneider, Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider, John Schneider. Jesus Christ! No, I know it wasn't Bo Duke. It was. <laughs> I was like John Schneider. What? Rob <laughs> Rob Schneider as the CO. Yes, and, and he played that part. Wow! Perfectly. Yeah, he did. Uh, I hated him so much. I was like, oh, he's playing this part so well. I hate him. I know. And and this is all, again, a, a war game. There's a war game in every one of these movies. And you had, um, so, uh, not Sonar, um, uh, Nitro. Nitro. The electrician, <laughs> whose, whose nickname is Mike. Um, you had him with the one-liners just constantly I mean, it just, if you, At if one you point, he listening. broke out in Sinatra. He did while well, he was like looking for the right channel. He was. <laughs> it was like he was the speaker at times. It was hilarious. It's uh, perfect. They did a fantastic job at casting this this movie. And it just the the whole thing, the whole cast plays so well off each other. Even mm-hmm. even spots and the basketball player. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, sir, but, uh, are you supposed to have shoes? Uh, you ever hear of a sure thing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> but when they send the one athletic guy up to the top of the per- periscope to make the submarine look like a fishing trolley yes. and he's up there in the rain singing the army song, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. He's like, and then you hear Kelsey Grammer. That's the army song, Jackson. <laughs> but Kelsey Grammer just had such a great, this was such a great part for him. It was because he was able to be serious and deal with serious issues. And then be absolutely goofy it's- as hell if he wanted to be, because when they made, God. when they made Schneider walk the plank, <laughs> that was so good. Um, well, I mean, because he, he was told by Rip Torn in the very front, I'm looking for a man who could think about it like a pirate. Yeah, and he definitely thought about it like a pirate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you saw Lauren Holly uh, when, when all the guys decided that they had to pick on her. Uh, she got crammed into an outfit that looked to be about three sizes too small. Uh-huh. Um, not that I'm complaining, hmm. uh, but oddly enough, did anybody ever notice that she went from being a dive officer on the, uh, on a Naval ship to being the command, the, the, the head of NCIS. So her oh naval, goodness. her, her naval career took off. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, but this, this, can we talk about one of my favorite scenes or we, there's like several favorites by scenes. all means go ahead. Cause I could talk about this movie for an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when they all had to be quiet and you got 
Buckman. Buckman. Eating beans. And he lets one. Someone find Buckman and fire his ass out of torpedo tube. (laughs) It was funny because of the, the sound, but then it was like the wave hit the entire closed submarine and you had people grabbing pillows. You had people stuffing cotton up their noses. Trying to breathe through their mouth and their eyes. One of them looked at the other one and goes, somebody needs to find him and sew his ass shut. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. And then then you had the guy moving around doing the whale songs. Oh, my God, yes, against the hole. He does that now, and all I can think about is Dory from Finding Nemo. That was one of my favorite scenes. It just, it cracks me it up. It proves women like time. fart jokes, too. Women like fart jokes. We just don't let that be known very much. <laughs> you realize this is going to go out worldwide, right? Yes. They're going to know. <laughs> to all of our listeners, just pretend you didn't hear that part. <laughs> but we know And you if did. you are... If you are a new listener, welcome to Earth Nerds Are Cheesy. Absolutely. If you are a new listener, go out there and follow us on Twitter. Follow us at Cheesy Nerds. Make sure that you do that. Now, aside from the fart scene, tell me what else you dug about this flick. Number one for me mm-hmm. was Kelsey Grammer's car. Oh, yeah. I love that car. Fabulous. <laughs> a powder blue old school Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I love moments where somebody has a revelation, and there were two really big ones in this movie, and it wasn't even the main character, Kelsey Grammer. One was Lauren Holly or Emily when she when she takes over command of putting the submarine between the two propellers. Right, because he was throwing it off just enough to get her to where she knew she had to do it. Right. And that was that was a moment of, that was my first one where somebody had a realization and they grew and they got that confidence. The second one was when the um, the Admiral's son, I can never remember, his, I can't remember anybody's name. Stepanic. Okay. Now, Stepanic was the troublemaker for those of you that haven't seen the movie. He was trying his best. He even volunteered to take credit for doing something he didn't do, just trying to get thrown off the sub. Yeah, trying to get thrown off. But he had the moment where he went and he saved the... Harry Dean Stanton's character. He did. He saved Harry Dean Stanton's character, and he fought the leaks inside the submarine (laughs) in that one room, and... Grab that, that big hero. he grabbed that big main valve cover and starts running towards it and goes, I hate these damn things. I'm damn sure not gonna die on one. Right. That was his hero moment. And But his salute was, could still use called, some work. It's kind of kind of like a a save the cat moment. Right. There's a book. That's that's that moment. That's the that's his realization that you know what? I am where I belong. I am doing what I love. I love this. Let me keep doing this. And so those are those are my two moments that I really, really that really spoke to me. And I, I loved when Rip Torn put the other admiral in his place. Oh, I always love that too. Bruce Dern putting him in his place. Bruce Dern is a 
fantastic actor. Let's just not mm-hmm. doubt that. If you haven't seen him in Nebraska, you are missing a truly brilliant performance. He is fabulous. This is a tremendous, he does a tremendous job here, even though it is a slapstick comedy at its best. And when he takes over command of the Orlando. Yes. William H. Macy got so pissed. <laughs> yes, but, but he, he can't couldn't say let it, Yeah, he couldn't let it show. And, and he knew that the guy was doing wrong and he couldn't say anything either. Right. And it was just because at first, let's see, he cut the areas that they could actually navigate in the water in half. He changed the rules trying to trying to handicap Kelsey Grimmer because he wanted him out. No, he wa- yeah, he wanted to win too. Yeah, he wanted to keep his perfect record. Yeah, he and of course that would give him his third star, which would have made he and the other admirable admiral on the same level. Mm-hmm. And it was just the fact that they had so much fun with this, and then at the end, all of them coming off the ship, and Lauren Holly going. So, tell me about this tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that would never happen. There was no romance in between. No, you're not. She kissed like, him on the sub. I know that's not supposed to happen. It's a movie. I know it's a movie. And for starters, I I have to wonder where this went after this. I, I wanted to know because when they gave him, they said he was going to get a new sub. Yes. And of course, he respectfully declined if he could not keep his same crew. Um, yep. And I'm like, oh, God, please give us one more of these. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, we did not get one. No, I, I do kind of wish we had seen a sequel, too. But I'm afraid that they would have messed it up trying to just be stupid. Oh, I funny. definitely agree with you there. They would have yeah. totally screwed it up six ways from Sunday. Yeah, but they ended with the best way any movie could have ended like this. Yeah. With the music video. <laughs> By the village people. By the village people singing. In the in Navy. The Navy. <laughs> it was so funny. And then uh, they dressed up. It was, it was so great. And even when Rip Torn went to panics coming off and he just kind of waves and he goes, I see you got my son to even dress up. Although his salute could use a little work. <laughs> Yep. Stepanic? Yeah, he uses his mother's name. <laughs> yep. I mean, all, use, yeah. I, I can't say a negative thing about any of these movies, really, when it comes to somebody asking me if they should watch them. Nope. They should definitely watch them, all three of them. Each one has really good themes and points to it um, for that time period. Yeah. It really does. And you will see just how outdated the thinking was, especially in Private Benjamin. Yeah. Because it was 1980. Well, and you will also see how little thought was put into some of the things that went into major pain that wouldn't fly these days. Oh, my goodness. I I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't no. remember any, I don't remember any moments like that, though, in Down Periscope. No, the the humor was all, um, some of it was juvenile. It was juvenile. So a lot of it was physical. Yeah, a lot of physical. So it really, the, 
I'm trying to think. No, I don't think anything could have drastically been rejected nowadays. No, I I don't think so either. So, but there um, also appears to be several scenes that were cut from Down Periscope when you watch the music video, such as there were some scenes of her in her um, in her room with her clothes all you know strand out. Okay, damn it! It worked for the Snyder Cut, everybody. (laughs) We want a director's cut. Of down periscope. <laughs> oh, it's like that with every movie, though. Every, the things have to get cut. I mean, they have all these hours and hours and hours of of film, and they've got to. Oh, don't, it. don't don't I agree? Um, yeah. So, are we both in agreement? These are all three, even though they're cheesy, mm-hmm. to the nth degree. <laughs> Super cheesy, all three of them. Definitely. Watch them all. Definitely watch them all. Get get yourself a movie night and watch them all three because you just need a military training night just like we did. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, I, I was literally exhausted after watching all three. It makes sense. <laughs> um, now, for those of you that are our regular listeners and those of you that may be new, let's see. What are we going to talk about with these people next week? Do you want to give them a little bit of insight? No. Or- no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can go ahead. I already know what we're doing. Next week, me. folks, it's rocker movies. <laughs> and I'm still kind of up in there as to which three, though. What What are you thinking? Um, obviously, I thought we were doing... Um, uh, hold on. I just know we were doing music videos. Band movies. Uh, Band one movies, one yes. I want to throw on the list that I don't think we originally talked about was Airheads. <gasps> That's right. Oh my goodness. That is the best movie. Love that movie. Brendan Fraser, I mean, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, oh. Joe Montana. I mean, such a great we're, flick. We're totally watching that. We're totally watching that. All right, so Airheads is on the list. Uh-huh. We could come up with some others, and that's just a teaser for you guys. So get ready because, well, we're going to turn shit up to 11 next week. <laughs> There's another little bit of a tease for you. If you figure out where that came from, you'll know movie number two. Yes, you do. So... That's going to do it for us this week as we wrap things up here on Earth Nerds Are Cheesy. Go out there, find yourself some cheesy movies and enjoy yourself because remember, the geeks shall inherit the earth. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We love our followers. I'm Kevlar Kate saying bring on the cheese. We'll see you next time. See you later, guys.